Welcome to the podcast at DC hosted by The Lab at DC. The Lab is an applied scientific team in the executive office of the mayor for the District of Columbia. We use science to learn what works for Washingtonians. This episode is part of a special six-part mini-series that takes you through the lab's scientific process. To find out more about this approach and our work, please visit thelab.dc.gov. Hi, I'm Sam Quinney, director of the Lab at DC. And I'm Katie Yan, deputy director of the Lab at DC. In today's podcast, we're introducing you to step two of our scientific approach to public service, design. Fact, we don't know what's best for you. We'll leave that up to you all. But do you know what's best for your neighbors? What about their coworkers or their children? It's the DC government's job to recognize all the diverse needs of our community and to make decisions about what we think is going to be best for all district residents. So how does the lab at DC ensure that we're giving district government the best shot at succeeding? At the lab, we believe in the power of diverse information. We rely on all sorts of sources, from interviews and program data to observations, write-along surveys, academic journals, the news, the list goes on. The lab's design process uses information to help us move from identifying an issue in the district to doing something about it. Does this guarantee the best results for DC residents every time? Frankly, not always. But if we keep drawing our ideas from diverse groups of residents and sources, we give ourselves the best shot at serving you better. The first phase of our design process is to learn about an issue in detail. We talk with residents about their experiences, we walk through processes with district government staff, and we dig into administrative data. Each of these sources helps us better understand the challenge and how the lab at DC's tools can be used to serve residents better. So as one example, in 2018, the Office of the Deputy Mayor for Education came to us with a question. How much were transportation barriers contributing to high absenteeism among students experiencing homelessness in the district? They had some troubling numbers for us that they had pulled from administrative data analysis. In D.C., nearly half of students experiencing homelessness are chronically absent, and that means they're missing what amounts to at least one day of school every two weeks. So with the deputy mayor's office, along with the Department of Human Services, we went out. We went to an emergency shelter. We talked to families. We talked to their caseworkers. And what we heard both echoed those numbers, but it also revealed details that we would have completely missed if we were sitting at our desks. We heard that different family structures, the schools their students attend, and their access to cars and other forms of transportation means that just about every family's commute every morning is unique. And so if we hadn't combined what we learned from data with directly hearing from families, we would have designed a solution that didn't meet the diversity of family needs. Instead, the program that we designed together, called Every Ride Counts, is something that's customized for the families who are living in the district's new short-term family housing sites. In the next phase of our design process, we create a prototype, or what you might think of as a draft. Each prototype is based on existing research and our best guess about what will work for residents. For example, in our Formapalooza project, we redesigned district forms side by side with residents. So, taking residents through the process, we first prepared them to prototype by laying out the challenge for them through process maps, interviews with agency staff, and cheat sheets about the research on paperwork. Then residents came up with fresh ideas. They did things like transform a dense legal form on lead exposure into an educational piece on lead's health risks and how to identify it. We then compiled all these ideas, shared them back with the agencies to fill in any gaps, and continued refining the forms. Ultimately, residents helped ensure these design transformations made accessing district services user-friendly and resident-centered. 
once we have a prototype, we want to figure out if it's working the way we think it should. So even before we test things out formally, we want feedback from residents on our designs. So for instance, last year, we worked with the Office of the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development on a survey of affordable housing in the district. And we took that survey, or at least a prototype of that survey, out to the DC Housing Expo and asked attendees for their feedback. So we watched residents complete the survey and we observed where they struggled. We also asked them to share where our survey was clear and where it was confusing. One of those insights that we got from that experience is that some residents associated the word home with a single family standalone house, probably one with like a white picket fence on the outside. So when we asked questions about their home, it didn't really fit the idea of an apartment, a condo, or a room share. If we hadn't gotten this feedback, then DC government would have unintentionally excluded much of the audience we were trying to reach, those people who think of home differently than we had thought of. So based on that feedback, large and small, we tweaked that prototype and we kept designing and getting feedback until we were ready to send a focused and informative survey out to residents as a final product. The last phase of our design is repetition. So we take the feedback we receive, we rework the prototype and try again, and sometimes again and again. On some occasions, we even go so far back that we completely change our understanding of the problem. Take when we designed an anti-littering campaign with the Department of Public Works. We mapped the problem, then cycled between prototypes and feedback. Along the way, we discarded junk puns and unripe ideas. We littered our hard drives with not quite right designs. In the end, we designed a sign for public trash cans that was based on evidence specific to the district and aligned with the agency's character. In all of our design work, we fix the potential knots, hone our designs, and we get closer to a program, policy, or service that could best meet the needs of district residents. So, what comes next? Mm, the hard part. Even the best design is just a design until we work with agency partners to put it into action. On our next episode, you'll learn about the third step in the lab's project cycle, do something. Thanks for listening to the podcast at DC, a production of The Lab at DC. Our producer is Nellie Moore, and our podcast intern is Tim Madden. We want to know what you think of the podcast at DC, and we want to hear your ideas for what topics we should be covering. Go to tinyurl.com slash the podcast at DC to take part in our listener survey. The link is also in the description of this episode. Your feedback will help us improve our content and production quality, and it'll also allow us to better serve district residents and improve evidence-based governance in DC. If you liked what you heard, visit our website at thelab.dc.gov, where you can sign up for our mailing list. You should also follow us on Twitter at thelab underscore DC. However you choose to connect with us, you can find more information on our work and stay updated on what we're doing. For more episodes of the podcast at DC, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Sam Quinney.